Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Cubs tonight at the ballpark on this trade deadline day. It should be a, an active afternoon in Major League Baseball. Klaibs, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Just getting ready for tonight. And uh, I think you touched on it. Something about the deadline day that kind of has everybody's eyebrow raised. So uh, I would just say stay tuned. Stay tuned, eh? Yeah, we're all uh, hitting refresh on our Twitter feeds like crazy clips. But, yeah, let's talk about the white whale out there, Juan Soto. What do you think it would take for the Cardinals to get Juan Soto? Um, I think you kind of open up the door and just say you can have anybody but Jordan Walker. Um, You know, I I think that – Mason Wynn would be attractive because the Nationals don't have a legitimate shortstop, and Wynn's not that far away. Um, you know, they may need a little pitching as well. Um, outfield help, yeah, after watching them this weekend, yeah, they need some help in the outfield. So I, I think the Cardinals have the, the components to, to make the deal, but, you know, I just don't think Jordan Walker's a guy I want to part with. I, I think that's the only one, you know, you can tell me, you can take the roster and say, all right, you can have anybody else with regard to future, and I'll even give you somebody off the current roster, but I think Walker's a guy that, you know, when you talk about generational, um, he checks a whole lot of those boxes in the early stages of his pro career. Does that include Dylan Carlson on the current roster? Would you give him up, Claves? Well, you know, it wasn't that long ago, Michelle. He was an untouchable. Yep. Uh, in the eyes of Mo, and, and the reason why I'm, I'm kind of steadfast on, on Walker watching him in the spring and, and keeping track of him and getting to know him a little bit. But but Mo was – we had him on a show, post-game show, earlier this year. And I've known Mo every day. He's been in the business with the Cardinals, and I've never heard him fawn over a player like he did Jordan Walker. Uh, and, you know, Mo's pretty – he keeps it pretty close to the vest. But this was a player that, you know, he just had just tremendous belief in his upside – and I don't know what's changed, especially because he, he continues to get better. Uh, but, you know, if that's a person that they, they have an interest in, then I'm going to probably take some other prospect off the board because, you know, Dylan Carlson is going to be a really good player himself. My question, Claves, would be it doesn't seem like Harrison Bader can stay on the field. And I don't know if I really, as much as I like what Lars Newtbar is ultimately capable of, I don't know if I want him as my everyday center fielder. No, and, and you don't have anybody else as close to being ready. Um, you know, I, I think had Bader not been injured, we'd have a whole different dynamic mm-hmm. on would be a trade proposal. Um, and, and, you know, maybe that's still the play. You know, where they know what he, they, what he has, maybe they let him see the medicals and, and get a feeling like, okay, this guy will be okay. Um, you know, we have to give him time. We think he can play. I mean, his credentials, he's a gold glover. And, you know, he is an energy guy. And, you know, they don't have a – well, Victor Robles was supposed to be a center fielder, and he hasn't been uh, anywhere close to what they expected him to be. But, you know, that's, that, that may be water under the bridge. 
you know, you're dealing with a guy who might be having, who has an injury, well, you, you're really asking for it unless you get some protection on the back end of some other players who would be made available at a later date, uh, the proverbial player to be named later. Yeah, and we're kind of burying the lead here because the Cardinals can go get Juan Soto. Tell me if you agree with this, though. If they get Soto and don't get any pitching, it's not going to do them any good in the postseason. Well, that that's the point I've been making. And, you know, we've been doing this, this show for a few months, and I've said from day one from spring training, hey, they're going to need some more pitching. They're going to need more pitching. And they and what do they need? More pitching. You know, you you can't win without pitching. And, and you can you can have Soto and still not win, so you you have to have pitching. Um, but I'll tell you this: unless you change your philosophy and say, you know, with Soto, with Soto in between Arenado and Goldschmidt, we're just going to have to beat some people eight to seven every night. The problem is when you get to postseason, you're running into the best of the best when it comes to pitching because that's why they're there in postseason play also. I mentioned this last week to Matthew and Michelle, and I'm sure you heard the same thing. Our friend Mike Shannon, who the key to winning, big boy, pitching, pitching, and pitching. <laughs> and, and if you're not sure, more pitching. <laughs> and, you know, even in today's game where, you know, you get starters who can't get out of fifth inning, and which made Palante's performance on Sunday something that was notable. Um, you know, it, it just stretches. It's not just all starting pitching. You have to have a bullpen yep. that can give you quality innings. And those eight guys that you have out there now, they they have to be they have to be studs every night. If it's not their night tonight, they better be ready the next night. You know, you have a mindset of some pitchers now. Well, I can't throw back to back, or I don't feel like I, I have anything. You know, that that's happened before this year where. The guy throw 15 pitches in a, night, in a game, and then the next day he's telling the pitching coach, I don't think I can go tonight. You have to have guys who have guts and, and real talent because, you know, we saw in Andrew Miller's career when he was in Cleveland. You know, they ran him out there every night, and he gave them everything they could. And everybody thought, oh, well, we can do this too. Well, Andrew Miller was never the same after that run in Cleveland. He was never the same pitcher. But the bottom line was they, they made sure they monitored how many pitches, and in now this case, you know, the three batter minimum comes into play. So you have to be more careful, but you have to have all guns blazing out there in the bullpen, along with some starters who can at least go six, at least six, if not seven. Boy, if you get to eight, you, you want to kiss them. I mean, because it just doesn't happen that often. That's true, Klebs. Um, and speaking of pitching, the Cardinals did add yesterday. They acquired Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton from the from the Pirates. But let's focus on Jose Quintana. What did you make of that um, acquisition? Well, we're better today than we were yesterday. Uh, Quintana's a serviceable guy. I think if he's on a better team, uh, you may see better results. So I, I don't really have a problem with it, although I would have probably kicked the tires on Lopez a little harder because I think he may have more upside. Uh, but, you know, Quintana is a guy that uh, he's a back-end rotation guy. He's going to give you innings, or at least he, he should with this team. And, you know, who knows what he can do. And maybe you look for him to say, all right, what does he do against certain teams? I mean, I know he I know he has a, a good record against Milwaukee. Maybe you move him up in a rotation where he faces Milwaukee uh, maybe more than twice. So there, there's a lot of different things that come with him. He has experience. I mean, he's not a guy that you have to worry about. Um, is he going to pull the plug on you or anything like that? I, I think he can be serviceable. And like I said, I think we're better today than we were yesterday. 
Now I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. Claves, what do you think the ultimate upside is for Johan Oviedo? Now that we've seen him for a couple of years, has good stuff, but is it ever going to click for Johan Oviedo? I, I think it will. And, and I'll tell you, it, this is to show you how strange things are. I ran into him last night right after he got traded. Really? Yeah, and we talked for a bit. And I said to him, I said, you know, you, you have talent. You just got to put it together, have better command. And I said, I guarantee you, you'll be good enough where you're going to get traded again because somebody else is going to want you once you have it together. And he didn't think of it like that, but, I mean, it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is always going to provide talent for somebody else. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that he, he's just got to put it all together. And in fairness, had, not been, had it not been for COVID, Johan Oviedo would have never had to learn how to pitch at the major league level when he wasn't ready. Remember, he was in Springfield. And we all thought, well, you know, he mm-hmm. looks the part. And then here comes COVID. Cardinals are short as far as pitching is concerned. They think they can run him out there. But he didn't. He was a thrower. He, he didn't know how to pitch. And I think maybe he developed some bad habits. Maybe some confidence issues came into play. And, and it really stunted his growth. Uh, so far this year, since he's been called up, he was a pretty effective guy out of the bullpen. But I really think his future is as a starter. And to your point, Mike, the Pirates had Garrett Cole, traded him. He got a $324 million contract. Traded him for Joe Musgrove, who got $100 million yesterday. Yeah, and Jamison Tyon, yep. throw him in the, in the equation, too. Yeah, uh, The Pirates, or the Montreal Expos of the, of the 80s, and the uh, Kansas City Royals of the 60s and 70s. I mean, you know, it's, it's one, there's always a team that's contributing to the betterment of another <laughs> team, and the Pirates have been that uh, over the years. And I, I really believe, you know, you give Oviedo a chance, I guarantee you he'll be playing with another team before he knows it. Well, speaking of putting it back together and overcoming confidence issues, it feels like Paul DeYoung has done just that. Klaibs, two games back in the majors, two home runs for Paulie D. What do you think the difference is in him? Well, I asked him that question, and he told me that he, you know, he just kind of went back to basics, didn't watch a lot of video, didn't get caught up in the numbers, just had to have a feel for his swing. And he started watching the game more compared to watching video and watching, uh, you know, the scouting reports. He just had to get a feel for himself. And he's kind of made things a little bit more simple with regard to not having to process so much stuff walking up to the batter's box. So I think if Paul keeps it simple, and he's a very bright guy, as you all know, uh, I think he'll give the Cardinals just what they're hoping for, a consistent bat. He's going to strike out. He'll, he'll still strike out. But I think he'll he'll be he'll have a little bit better approach when it comes to attacking pitchers earlier in the count. Clebs, we always like to get you involved with the question of the day on the show, and today the question is this. So please fill in the blank for us. The one move you want the Cardinals to make today is blank. Keep Jordan Walker. Mm. Keep Jordan Walker. Uh, but, I, but you know that that's a one A. That has a one A to it as well. Uh, get get. Well, it's really one B. Here's what. Here's how my day is going to work. I'm going to go out and get Lopez Soto and Keith Walker. I like that. I still think you need. I think I still think you need pitching. And you know, you're going to. I know some people look gun shy. They say, "Well, you know, remember we gave up this guy." Yeah, but you know, look how many players the Cardinals have acquired in that same thing. And so I think you have to. You know, the good general managers, and I, I think John Mozeliak is a good general manager. They have to take the good with the bad. Uh, I, I still have to kick the tires on Lopez because that's another guy that you can put in the rotation and because we don't know what Flaherty's status is going to be. And, when, and here's the challenge with that. 
he can't be activated until the latter part of the month, which means uh, if he does go out to rehab, he's only going to have maybe one or two start opportunities because remember the minor league season ends on on the beginning of September. So he's going to have to figure it out in a different way. So you just don't know what you're going to get. So I, I still, as Mike Shannon says, need more pitching, 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 Soto. <laughs> that's, that's what I need. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I, just, I think the Soto thing is so intriguing because if he's hitting between Goldie and Arnado, uh, that's going to be fun to watch. And at some point, here comes Jordan Walker, uh, and he's not that far away. You know, I think he's a guy you may see here in September of next year. Um, but the bottom line is, you know, Goldie and Arnado are in the prime of their careers, Goldie a little bit further along. And you're going to need somebody to fill that void if you want to continue to compete at the level that everybody else is. I think the only reason why you hear about the Giants, or the Dodgers and the Padres competing for Soto is they don't want the other guy to get him. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really because, you know what, neither one of those teams really needs him. Well, they could all use him, but especially the Dodgers. The Dodgers have they, – they, they, they won without him. San Diego's trying to get there. But I think each of them knows that, man, if this guy's in our division, we're going to have some problems. Hey, so Clabes. let me come over to the Central and give Milwaukee and everybody else some problems over here. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, one of the most entertaining guys that we've had the chance to cover in our years in baseball is Jim Leland, and he is the guest on this week's 5460 podcast with Joe West. Yeah, he was terrific. Uh, he talked about a lot of different things and how the game worked. And, you know, if you, he talks about the, the managerial selection process, and I think he kind of touches on something about dues paying. And then he talked about some other guys that he's managing. You know, you look back, here's a guy who managed Bonds, Miguel Cabrera, Andy Van Slyke. There's a number of very good players that he's had a chance to manage, and uh, it was a fun visit. Uh, we visited with Jim McMahon yesterday. Oh, nice. And, wow. Yeah. The funky QB or the punky QB was at his best yesterday, so we'll have him coming up down the road. And, Klabes, uh, during the course of this interview, I've started putting together my all-former Pirate team. My starting pitchers are going to start with Garrett Cole, Joe Musgrove, Trevor Williams, Chad Cool, and I've got a ways to go here. Starling Marte's in my outfield. i got Josh Bell <laughs> at first. into a commercial here at the rate you're going. This is unbelievable, <laughs> man. They, they've, they've got more former players out there that are at a great level than the Cardinals do. Well, you remember the old uh, line that the United Way used to have, thanks to you, it works yeah, for right? all of us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's the Pittsburgh Pirate mantra, I mean, <laughs> because they have supplied this game with so much talent. How about Bobby Bonilla? I mean, you know, they, they've had some guys over the years that have found themselves in different organizations. And when you think about what they still have, I mean, how long is it going to take for them to unload that shortstop they have? It's going to happen quickly. It's gonna, it'll happen yeah. within the next four years. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And then they're the ones that, that cry, well, we don't have any money. Well, you know, that you don't spend any money. You don't try, right. And, yeah, and, and, you know, that's the problem with, with Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Oakland and some of these other teams who just sit on the money and, and never reinvest it in their organization. Now, they'll go out and they, they'll tell you, well, we signed Key Brian Hayes. Yeah, okay. And they'll say, we signed Josh Bell. But, but then all of a sudden you move them. And you're starting over again. So, you know, enough of that. I'm just hoping that they have one more player that we can get. And hopefully it's Quintana who's going to be able to do a good job for the Cardinals. Clayton, always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll see you at the ballpark tonight. I'm sure we'll see everybody. We'll see people at the ballpark. We didn't even know we're still in the business. <laughs> <laughs> it's that day. That's you got my... it. You guys have a good day. You we'll too. See you, see you later. Soon.
Mike Claiborne with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.